and welcome to the Teen Nugget. I'm Mike Conan, and this is today's Teen Nugget. Well, today I wanted to talk to you a little bit about faith and doubt. Every single one of us at different times who are followers of Christ and followers of the way and people who call Jesus Lord have had times of doubt and struggle. Uh, the stories in of the apostles are fascinating. Uh, before resurrection, they had all kinds of doubts and struggles. Um, they questioned Jesus. They wondered about his teachings. They, they struggled to do what he called them to do. And they weren't sure who he was. In fact, at one point, one of his closest friends pulled him aside and, and actually told him that what he was saying about himself could not be true and that he needed to change his ways. Now, this friend was well-meaning, but obviously he did not believe the things that Jesus was saying about who he was and didn't understand them fully. Uh, and then post-resurrection, there's an interesting story about a, a man named Thomas. In fact, there's actually a couple of, of interesting stories. The Apostle Paul would be another great example of somebody who doubted Jesus, but then turned and became a believer. In the story of Thomas, the other disciples have seen Christ, and he just can't believe it. I mean, Jesus had been telling them all along that he was the Son of God, that he was the Messiah, that he was the Deliverer, he was the Promised One, and that he was going to die and then he'd be buried for three days, and then he'd be resurrected. So Thomas knew the story, and the disciples are telling him that they've seen the resurrected Christ, and that it is real, and it is true. Well, Thomas says, unless I see him with my own eyes, and my fingers in his wounds, and in his side, I will not believe. And this is one of those uh, interesting pathways uh, that we get to see into the life of a disciple. And I want to tell you, it's it's not just Thomas. Afterwards, the other disciples, they go back to work. Uh, instead of doing what Christ has called them to do and be fishers of men, they've gone back to fishing. This is after they've seen the resurrected Christ. Uh, so we all have our times of doubts and struggles. Jesus's response to Thomas was really interesting. Uh, he's he basically tells Thomas, the time for doubting is over. It is now time to believe. So God lets us have our doubts. He lets us have our wrestling. And he, he lets us explore. He lets us think. He wants us to think. He wants us to wrestle and deal with the deep things of life. But he wants us to land in the place of faith. And he doesn't want to use us to use those doubts and excuses as a reason for us not to follow Jesus. I want to share with you two main reasons that I think it is um, in everyone's uh, best interest and to explore and to think about our faith, because I think the more you think about it, the more you explore it, the more you will see it is real. Now, I can't answer every doubt. I can't answer every struggle, but there's two main things that I think Christianity hinges on. And I know they're really simple things, but they're very profound. Number one is this. God is the creator of the universe. Now, many Christians disagree on how God created the universe. In fact, uh, there's a lot of study, a lot of books written recently uh, about young earth versus old earth. Some are, people think the earth is as young as 6,000 years. Some people think the earth, who are Christians, uh, is as old as uh, 14 million years. In fact, I've even heard uh, quite a bit further than that as far as the beginning of life. Uh, but what all Christians agree on is that God started it. 
God was the unmoved mover. He was the first cause. As we think about cause and effect, we think about we do something and something else happens. This is what evolution is based on. Uh, something responds to something else and develops. And it's cause and effect, cause and effect, cause and effect. And if you keep going back, it's effect and cause, effect and cause, effect and cause, until you get to the first cause which started it all, which Christians believe is God. Now, others believe, and this is my more belief, I don't fully understand evolution. I'm not going to put aside those beliefs for, for others, but I believe, uh, especially in the, the a younger earth, in the sense that Christ uh, created Adam and Eve in this wonderful way where he's He's not in a bodily form yet, but he's this triune God with the Holy Spirit and Father in a mysterious and awesome way. He starts life. And the reason I believe that this is, um, for me, scientifically, uh, is because I see such a difference between humans and primates. Now, there's a lot of coincidence, a lot of overlap, a lot of great stuff, which would all be explained by one hand of one creator. Uh, Having said that, though, uh, I also uh, think and believe in what they call microevolution, which is along species line we see adaptation, but I'm not so sure about macroevolution, where we see adaptation along species lines. Uh, there's been a couple of examples of this that are honestly not as clear to me as they are to some others, and so that's why I am right it. The second thing that I think is important is the foundation for Christians. Not only do we believe that God created or started all, no matter how old you think the earth is, but the second thing that we believe in is uh, that Christ was resurrected from the dead. And part of the reason that we believe Christ was resurrected from the dead is the story of Thomas. It's the story of the Apostle Paul. It's the story of the apostles. These men who had walked with Jesus, who had followed him all the days of his life, Um, they were the witnesses. They were the ones who gave the account that he had been indeed risen from the dead. And some people thought, well, perhaps these folks were were lying. Perhaps these folks were not telling the truth and making this all up to get power for themselves. Well, I want to tell you they did not get power for themselves. Quite the opposite. Uh, The apostles actually ended up uh, in a much worse place because of their beliefs in Christ. Uh, They ended up, all of them, uh, being persecuted. All of them ended up uh, giving up their life in the end for Christ. And I imagine if one of them, uh, if any one of them were lying, if, especially if all of them had worked together to do this, that there's no way that one of them would not have recanted. And I think of the example of the Apostle Paul, where he said he met the resurrected Christ on the road to, uh, he was on his own road and to Damascus. And, and in that moment, the, the resurrected Christ uh, came to him. And in fact, there's this wonderful story, it may be legend, but I love the story, about someone reading through the Gospels and reading through the stories of the Bible and not being convinced and not believing in the resurrection of Christ. But then he came to the story of the Apostle Paul, this man who was persecuting the church and was so zealous for um, being against Christianity, against the way, against Christ. And then his heart is turned. And the only possible explanation he could come up with for this was again that Christ was real. And I want to tell you the other way that we know Christ is real is because we know. We know because we see him moving in our lives. We see that he is indeed real and true. And so when you face your doubts, when you face your struggles, remind yourself that indeed God is real. And though sometimes God may not seem as close as you want him to seem, 
He is very real. And you can look at the first part of creation and at the resurrection to know that there is actual proof uh, that Jesus is real. May we live as people who may have our doubts from time to time, but may we walk in faith amidst those doubts. May it be so in Jesus' name. Amen. This is a ministry of Legacy Leadership. Thanks for listening, and I encourage you to have some dialogue with each other about your own doubts and struggles. Um, And may there be fruit. Amen.